hey, you know what I believe? I believe every single person can make a difference and that we all have something amazing to offer the world. I believe in standing up for what matters and in putting one foot in front of the other. I believe courage is way more important than confidence and I'm addicted to seeing people break through what they once thought they couldn't. And that's why I started this podcast. I want you to believe in yourself. I want you to know that anything's possible. I want you to find the courage to stand up and do your thing. Everything's waiting for you. You just have to believe it's possible. I'm Karen Vaughan. This is the Get Off The Bench podcast. And here is where your courageous life starts. guys and welcome back to another week of the get off the bench podcast now you guys know that i'm a big fan of keeping the environment happy and healthy and looking after the planet every time i find someone who's doing something fantastic i want to get them on today i've got glenn dawson on and he is making straws and you know we've got a real plastic straw issue and he's come up with a solution you're gonna love this podcast and by the way we might be having a drink or two uh, during this episode so feel free to grab yourself a gin and don't grab a straw unless you've got one of Glenn's straws so let me tell you about him a troubled childhood and a high school dropout at 15 Glenn Dawson always looked for something fulfilling to do with his life and find meaning in the lackluster careers he'd had in his journey and they're his words by the way. Eventually Glenn took the plunge and moved with his wife to Lombok in Indonesia and bought a rundown bar and restaurant on a beach. He then proceeded to build a new hotel on the site in 2006 and in 2009 he built a second hotel in the backpack of famous Gili Islands. While the hotel business conjures up images of a life of exotic adventures, it also brought to light the devastation of single-use plastics that were washing up on the beaches daily. Glenn had a light bulb moment that cascaded into endless research about straws and the devastating effects they had on the planet. The project idea was abandoned and allocated to the back blocks of his mind as Glenn longed for a world that would or could have the plastic straw banned one day. By 2019, the hotels were sold and Glenn and his wife were living back in the Gerties in Victoria permanently. Glenn's hope picked up as he heard the governments of Australia talking about bans on plastic straws and he decided to act on his idea. Applying his passion and gaining entry into the prestigious startup Gippsland incubator program, Glenn kickstarted his project and successfully made it through to the final. The only straw is a completely biodegradable, compostable and zero waste drinking straw. And Glenn is excited about how it will evolve into the future and hopes other green products will follow. Welcome, Glenn. Thank you. It's good to be here, Karen. Ah, it's good to see you too. I love what you're doing. Absolutely love it. Thank you. It it is a great initiative to try try and change the way we use drinking straws. So... 100%. I I think it's a massive problem. And, you you know, plastics in general are a problem, but, uh, you know, plastic straws. And I'm a big animal advocate. And, you know, I see so many things of, you know, the the, the classic picture of the turtle with the straw up its nose and, you know, other other fish and marine life choking on straws. And it it breaks my heart. And and birds, you know, their guts are full of um, plastics and, it's we're in a terrible situation if we don't when we're making more and more plastics and more and more and more and if people like you aren't out there you know we're we're in a bit of trouble so I love yep. what you're doing so of course as we introduce you know you have created the only straw and um, we'll get right into that as we go in because uh, it for everyone listening it's it's different to other reusable straws and it's different to of course, it's different to the plastic straw, and we'll learn about that as we go. But uh, yep. this is it's just a, an absolutely great alternative. If you need to use a straw, this is a great alternative. So tell us about your um, your early years. So you're talking about the lack of meaning that you're yearning for. You know, you're obviously doing a lot of jobs and there became some kind of dissatisfaction somewhere and you moved, you know, you moved. So yeah. what, were you, what were you looking for? Um, well, yeah, I, I left school at 15, so I was a high school dropout at 15, and um, 
I was I was looking for some sort of purpose, I guess, and and I I have been most of my life. I've uh, and I've had this entrepreneurial spirit in me that just keeps telling me to try things and do things. Yeah. Um, and I've tried I've tried quite a few businesses over the years. Um, and the way I ended up here was I landed in Lombok, and and me and my my wife we we went to Lombok to live on a beach for a couple of years. Yeah. And do nothing. So we quit our jobs and um, packed up and and said let's let's uh, we searched all over, mind you, in the in the process. We we went all over um, Tonga and Fiji and and we looked in many many places and we finally found Lombok on the bottom of a Bali real estate page and and so we went there and bought ourselves a little bar and restaurant that was run down on a beach and and built it up into a hotel and. And started from there. And, of course, we got a little bit conscious about all the plastic. Uh, anybody that's been to Indonesia knows what the plastic problem there is. Yeah. Um, they have no real uh, garbage collection or anything like that in place. So they basically just throw their garbage on the ground, Yeah. Um, which was fine 30 years ago when they used banana leaves for packaging and everything like that. But now, of course, they've got plastic for everything. Yeah, so, yeah. I remember. I remember. You know, the first time I went to Bali, and you know, the the rivers or the channels, you know, like were just were just. It was. It wasn't even. I couldn't even see the water. You know, it was just all rubbish coming out, and I and I was like, wow, I can't believe this, you know. And then I went to the beach at some point, and um, the whole beach, you know, like I, it was all just washed up thongs and plastics and. I was just, I was, I, I don't know, I was, I don't know, I think I went numb. I think, I, I don't even think I thought, oh, I wonder what the answer to that is. I think it was just, I was numb, but, you know. Yeah, it's, it's a bit overwhelming. It is. I, I just go, I just want to go back a bit when you said, um, because this is really critical for other people, you said, I tried many things and they, you know, they all failed and that. I think that that's a really important thing to bring up because there's a lot of people who, you know, have great ideas because ideas, wow, we all have bucket loads of ideas, you know, yeah. and we're, a lot of people, too, most of us are too scared to give it a go because what if it fails? You know, what if I do that thing I want to do and it fails? And I think that it's good for people to hear that every single one of us who has made anything half successful has made 10 times as many failures, you know, trying, yeah. trying to get yeah. there. So, I'm so glad you brought that up. I think you go through a lot of failures to to get to anywhere, um, oh, and it's all it's all a learning experience, of course. And yeah, so I mean, I had you know I was a roof tiler by trade, so I had a I had a little roofing business, roofing repair business, which really didn't go anywhere. Yeah. And then I and then I went and did a course on pest control and got got my own pest control business with Flick and and tried that and. That really didn't go anywhere, and and then I I went and worked on Hayman as the pest controller there on the Hayman Island, and that that sort of um, changed my aspect on on where I wanted to live or what I wanted to do. Mm. Although I still don't live in the tropics. Yeah, are <laughs> oh, we still live near and, water? Um, <laughs> yeah, I live near water, and I've got islands out the front. Um, <laughs> or one French island, yeah, and. Uh, yeah, so I, I mean, and I tried lots of lots of little different things over the years, and and nothing's really taken off. And and you've got to put a lot into it. I think you know mm. it's 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 really um, it's it's really helpful to understand that the more you put into it, the better off it will be. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's 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 really a full time thing. It's it's not not a little side hack that you can do while you're working you know, 40 to 60 hours a week, you can't sort of, you can do something, but at some stage you're going to have to take it on as a full-time thing and actually give it a real crack, yeah. Yeah, well, that's just it, though. It's it's, it's okay to start, and I always tell people that, that are too scared to make the jump, which is completely understandable, you know, if you've got uh, bills and things to pay, is just do start with one day a week or, you know, a few hours a, and, and, and just see yeah. if you get movement. And if you start to get movement, you start to get, you realise that it's actually going to build, then start to eventually replace, you know, replace the paid work with the yeah. other movement. But when you went to Longbok um, and you bought this rundown bar and restaurant on the beach, which sounds 
bloody delightful, even if it was run down. Like what? What we no seeing is paradise, Karen. <laughs> we discovered that. <laughs> <laughs> what, what were you hoping to find there? We hope. How did you? How did you hope that that um, buying that would bring meaning to your life? Um, well, I guess we moved there to try out a new lifestyle. Um, I was actually traveling in India with a couple of mates and Dee was in my wife, which she was in uh, London with her sons, visiting her sons. And I sent her a text message from Goa while I was sitting on a beach enjoying a drink and um, said, let's just um, pack up and, and go and live on a beach somewhere. So we went there and we, what I don't know what we really expected, but we sort of just expected to sit on a beach and drink pina coladas for a couple of years, to be honest. <laughs> and uh, it didn't really work out that way. We ended up working 12 to 14 to 16 hours a day on a, on a hotel. And, of course, yeah, all my madness went, uh, you know, I started designing things and drawing all the bungalows and, yeah, and it, it just took off from there. And, uh, um, you know, in 2011, um, we started getting a bit of acknowledgement from the guidebooks and, and things like that, and we were full all the time, and we became really successful at it. So, um, And it all came down to we built everything the way we would want it, um, and all the rooms had everything in them that we would want, and, of course, the guests loved it. Yeah. Wow. So why did you sell it then? Why did you sell and um, come back? We just had enough. Uh, it went on for 12 years. Yeah. And, yeah, we sort of just, it's, even though we spent, you know, sort of half the year in Australia and half the year there, it was really a full-time job. Um, yeah. Even when I was in Australia, yeah. I was sort of doing stuff on it all the time and um, and dealing with all the problems that are associated with living in another country and operating a business in another country gets yeah. quite stressful uh, times, and as you can imagine, and uh, yeah, so it's it it was just it was just time. Yeah. So so tell us about the straws. So you, while you were there, you saw all this plastic, and you, you know really noticed that there was a problem. Did you start to think about the straws then? Like, like, oh, how could I design a straw? Yeah, so not long after we got there, we um, we realised that, you know, we were picking up plastic straws off the beach every day, hundreds of them. And, um, and of course, we had, you know, maybe 10 restaurants around us as well that were all using plastic straws and, and we were using plastic straws. So we sort of got a bit of, of a conscience about it, being Australians, of course. And, and yeah, so so I started looking around, and there was a, a young guy, a little entrepreneurial guy, that was doing um, bamboo straws, reusable bamboo straws. Which and so we gave them a go, and unfortunately, they they were great. It was a great idea, but you know um, they reusable, and you've got to trust people to wash them properly, and and for the hygiene side of it, we just couldn't trust them. So yeah, yeah. So I started. That's where I started Googling and researching and, and yeah, went, you know, we, and fortunately we had the customers to try them on because we had the bar on the beach and, yeah, so we tried paper straws, we tried the bioplastic straws, we, we tried virtually every straw that I could find um, and it wasn't easy to find straws in Indonesia either. That's yeah. uh, Virtually everything's made of plastic there. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I started researching the bioplastic straws, which, you know, they're made out of sugar cane and things like that. Um, but they've got a pHA element in them, which is a plastic element. So when they, when they do, they do break down in a proper facility, but yeah. in, in the wild or on the beach or, or wherever or in your home compost, they don't break down. They break down in microplastics. Yeah. So, so that was, another problem so i got off them and i tried all the paper straws and they just don't last in a drink there's yeah. there's no quality there um and i'm sure four billion people in the world agree with me that paper straws are absolutely horrible um and the fact that you know once you research into what goes into making a straw is you know from the beginning of uh, you know fossil fuels to run tractors to cut down trees and and trees then, and then pulp is made out of them, and 
which is a massive process which uses a lot of water. Mm. Um, and then, of course, they're all glued together with horrible glues and, and, and toxic uh, dyes are used for the paint, yeah. for the print. So, wow. yeah, so they're really, they're really not a, a feasible solution. Then, yeah, they're just, they're not, they're not environmentally friendly, really. Uh, they're much better than a plastic straw, of course. And yeah, if we're going to use anything, um, it's got to be something other than a plastic straw or a bioplastic straw, I think. So, so tell us about the only straw. Like, what what is that made out of? Then, if 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 we've we've cast aside all the others, yeah. <laughs> what, what's left? Yeah, well, I've, I've still got the stainless steel straw, which is you know you've got to use that three hundred and fifty times to make it negative against the environment for wow. for all the greenhouse emissions it produces while it's being made. Wow, um, and and that's got a hygiene problem as well, of course, for for established businesses and or. You know, cafes, they're great for at home, but that's about it. Mm. Um, and and then one day on my um, Instagram, I was on a, a group that was uh, hoteliers of the world and a guy put on there that he he was using pasta in his bar in Italy. Wow. And I thought, wow, that's, that's a fantastic idea. Yeah. So I, I went right down the pasta track and that's where I got into startup Gippsland in, yep. in here. Yeah. Uh, with the pasta straws yeah. and pasta straws were fantastic. The only problem was that they contained gluten. Yeah. So yeah. once I went out and did my validation on the product, which is a, a fantastic part of uh, Startup Giftsland. Yeah. yeah. So um, I went out and did the val- validation. And of course, everybody came back to me and said, we can't give our customers something that contains gluten. We don't know who's celiac or yeah. Yeah, who's gluten intolerant or whatever. So I went back to something that I'd found a couple of years earlier in, in Lombok, but didn't really pursue it too much, which was rice straws. And yeah. they're gluten-free, of course, because they're made of rice flour and tapioca. So that's yeah. what we've got now. And and by the way, I've got one right here. Like, Well, actually, I've got a flip few. Glenn sent me a few. So if you're watching on YouTube, you're going to get that you're going to get uh, a whole good viewing of the straws. So they're all, all different sizes and everything else. And if you're not watching on YouTube, you need to go find this on YouTube and have a bit of a look at these straws. Now, even better than just the straws, a couple of things like all his packaging is completely cardboard, you know, completely paper, like everything. And it's really fantastic because there's no kind of double standards here. But this is the best part, Glenn. I've got myself a gin here, and I'm yes. <laughs> in preparation. Ah. I decided to get myself a gin, and I haven't had dinner yeah. yet, so it's it's not it's a dangerous thing. And I'm going to pour myself a little drink. And so, if you're not watching this on YouTube, you know you're really missing really missing some good visuals. And um, I've got my <laughs> little straw and my drink. It looks a bit fizzy, doesn't it? But that's good. Yep. But it is gin, I promise you. Look, it's not not um, it's not uh, lemonade, and I'm going to test out your straw. Mm. Well, I can tell you that beautiful gin comes all the way up that straw. It's bloody fantastic. <laughs> and so, um, that's that's actually really really easy to really easy to drink out of, and it feels really firm and it, it feels fantastic. Actually, can I have another yeah, mouthful? They'll last approximately an hour in a drink. They start to go a little bit bendy after about 45 minutes, but they still last for well over an hour. Oh, that's um, good. I've had it in a McDonald's Coke, which I figured was the most um, acidic. <laughs> acidic sort of drink that you can get on the yeah. market. And, and I had it in there for four hours and I could still drink through it. So, ah. yeah, so they're, they're actually long lasting and, and you could go from drink to drink with them. Yeah, uh, even so, which, which saves on straws also. It doesn't. You're probably not going to sit on a drink for more than an hour. Any, Glenn, have you got a drink no. there? Because I feel like I should be having a drink yes, with I you. Have. Oh, you do. Yes. Um, all right, chin chin through the through the through the chin screen. chin. Please excuse us while we have a mouthful. Mm. Ah, <laughs> I've never actually had a drink on a podcast before, but this is actually quite nice. Oh, oh, I'm good. Good. Of it. 
<laughs> call it the Beer with Keza podcast. <laughs> Although that's true. <laughs> I wouldn't be game to suck a beer through that. Tell you. No. <laughs> but, so, so it's made. Of, I really love that. So it's made of rice, and so it's safe for everybody. It lasts a long yep. time in drinks. You can clearly drink through it, and it's not. You know, it's like it feels like a really solid straw. It's much solider, actually, more solid than um, plastic straws. I'm going to burn yeah, my yeah. way through this interview now. <laughs> now we're getting dangerous. <laughs> I really, I find, I find this fantastic. How much research did you do to, to come up with this idea? Well, yeah, a guy in South Korea actually invented them and, and he saw um, somebody in America making um, coffee cup lids out of something similar. And oh. so he went back to South Korea and, and started working on it and, yeah, so I'm working in conjunction with him at the moment, and uh, my my grand plan is to actually bring it to Australia at some point and manufacture here. Um, oh yeah, yeah. And what I'd like to do is use something else, probably not rice flour because we don't grow much rice here. Mm. Um, uh, possibly something else that's being wasted in the by the farmers in Gippsland region that they're losing money on. Uh, that we could turn into a flower and 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 yeah and possibly make a straw out of it. So yeah. I think that's yeah. that's that's the grand plan that I'd I'd like to get over the line. But um, at this point, it it's the rice ones from Vietnam. So that's fine. And uh, because we, you know, like it, they are still a fantastic alternative. It doesn't matter where they come from. And but if you can yeah. ever get some waste product from you know the the food around Gibson, that would be even more fantastic. But yeah. still, so what? Why? What's the um, environmental benefits of the rice? I mean, I, I think that's obvious, but let's hear it from you. Yeah, well, I mean, they're, they're sustainable because all the rice flour is actually made. Like Vietnam's one of the biggest rice growing regions in the world, and all their rice flour is made out of their wasted rice. So it's everything they throw to the side that's not sellable as a as a rice dish product. Basically, yeah, yeah. you know, all little bent grains and, and and what have you. So, so they turn all that into rice flour. So it's fairly sustainable there. The, the farmers are actually getting something for that as well, which yeah. is really good. Um, and then um, what it does is that within ninety days, it breaks down in the elements to to nothing, to to total zero waste. So you can you can drop it in a, in a normal rubbish bin. You can drop it in your home compost. Um, you can drop it straight in on the grass in your backyard. Um, yeah, it, it will disappear to virtually nothing, or it will disappear to nothing within ninety days. Wow. Um, and yeah, so it's marine life friendly. Of course, marine life can eat it. Um, they can mm. chew away on it. My dog eats them when she, whenever she can get a hold of one. Uh, so it's it's wildlife friendly also, and it's bird life friendly, of course, because birds have a tendency to pick up straws and things and and make nests out of it, but also chew on those sorts of things. And and they're finding lots of, especially seabirds, they're mm. finding a lot of them with with their gut full of plastic. So mm. um, so it it stops all of that. Um, and it's yeah, it's it's just a, a a great choice really compared to all the other straws. I, I can't see anything wrong with it at all. Like I, I think every single thing you've said is a hundred percent positive. Do you know? Like I think that that's it's absolutely wonderful. I'm going to give this one to the dog. I, I, actually, I might have a chomp on it first, but but I, I try it with a dog after I've finished. But I love the fact, even if it was in the ocean, though, like you say that you know they can eat eat it and everything else, but it would probably break down quite quickly in the in the yeah, sea. Yeah. You know, people flinging them into the rivers and God knows what. It would yeah. it, it would break down really quickly anyway. So. Yeah, I mean it's effectively a noodle. So yeah, it's um, yeah, it's a rice noodle, and yeah, so it's it's going to break down to nothing, and 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 in water it'll break down fairly quickly. Um, yeah, yeah uh, I've I've put it out in the backyard here on a rainy week, and by the end of the week it's completely gone. Yeah, so, wow, yeah, I yeah. love I love this. But you you kind of had this idea and then you shelved it, you know, because uh, you know. I don't know, Australia has been terrible and so has the government been terrible. But, uh, you know, I, I believe you heard the government say something about, you know, we're going to start um, looking at um, 
maybe not banning straws, but, you know, we're going to start looking at, yeah. at, at, at other alternatives. Is that what made you sort of perk your idea back up? Because I know you shelved it for a bit. And is is that yeah. sort of what gave you hope? And how did, well, tell us what happened there. Yeah, so when I got back to Australia in 2018 full-time, I was sort of semi-retired and a little bit bored and looking for something to do, of course. And um, so what I did was... Uh, I heard that the government in South Australia, I mean, they're really forward thinking in South Australia. They banned plastic bags back in 2000, I think, or 2001. Mm. Um, and and they said, you know, we're going to ban all single-use plastics, no more forks, knives, spoons, cool. uh, straws. They're, they're, they've banned, banned them all. And that started in March uh, this year. Um, and once they started talking about it, I thought, well, here's – here's an opportunity for me to, to actually put the straws out there and get somewhere because competing with plastic straws, you know, you can get a, a thousand of them for $5 yeah. um, and you, you can't buy any other straw for that sort of money, not even paper straws. Yeah. Um, so there was no, there was really no point to comp- try and compete with plastic straws uh, while they were on the market. It was, it was pointless. Mm. So yeah, so I, I just thought, okay, this is my chance, this is my opportunity, and and by chance, um, Startup Gippsland had put something on Facebook, and it came up on my Facebook page, and I looked into them and everything, and and I applied for it, and uh, and Brenner and Steph called me and and said, let's have a meeting and and talk about this, and you can you can go right through possibly. So yeah, we had a big Zoom session and. They love the idea as well, so I got I got in start start up Gippsland in the in the Bass cohort, yeah, and um, yeah, and it all all sort of went from there. It just kept snowballing. So I think it's fantastic, and I was a mentor with Start Up Gippsland last year too. But but we was sort of divided into our LGAs, you know, into our shires, and I never yeah. sort of. I never, never came across you. You know, I only saw the ones that were here. But man, I wish I had have because I would have been, I would have been championing you like crazy. But I, I think <laughs> this is this is fantastic. You know what I'm thinking when you're talking about, um, you know, plastic straws and um, like like South Australia banning plastic knives and forks and all that kind of stuff. Is yep. this, is it possible that you could make you start making um, barbecue, you know, knives and forks and spoons out of this sort of stuff? Yeah, definitely. I've I've already got coffee stirrers, um, you know, instead of the paddle pop sticks or or the plastic st- spoon stirrers. Yeah. Uh, and and we're looking at um, forks and spoons and knives as yep. well. So uh, yeah, there's no reason why we can't make other products out of it. No. It's, it's once it's baked, it's solid. So it's solid enough to last. Yeah, 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 and it does not doesn't snap like it's really, really strong. And the other thing too, um, you know, you, you're talking about plastic straws, and you know them being a thousand for five bucks and all that kind of stuff. And this is this is a really bad uh, it's a really bad thing that humans have got gotten into. It's kind of like what's cheap and convenient and quick. You know what what can I what can I use? And yeah. we, we're not we're not. Um, thinking at all about the environment or about you know the impact and I like I've even heard people say disgustingly actually heard them say I don't I don't give a shit about the bloody turtles and stuff like that and I and of course course they got a mouthful from me but the, the point is that that's a that's a real dickhead thing to say because if the oceans die we die like you you know you can't separate you can't separate humans from animals and marine life and the in and the planet like we're all coexisting and it's one very complex ecosystem and if we don't start looking after ourselves and looking after the planet and buying things that you know are going to take care of the planet we're all yeah. screwed like so so your five bucks for a thousand straws doesn't hold up a good argument you know it's it's, it's no. like stupid really like yeah. And I mean, the thing is, people sort of don't really, you know. I mean, you can Google all these things and find out things, but people don't really do that. I mean, it's a convenience yeah. factor of having a plastic straw or a plastic spoon or a fork and knife. And um, 
And, and it's, it's really, we've become a throwaway society and, and it's, it's simple for us to do that without even thinking about it. And it's, it's unfortunate, but yeah, and, and, unless people like myself, you know, sort of try and push something else that, that won't do those sorts of things to the planet, it's, yeah. And, and I mean, there's some people out there that are doing great things, yeah. really, really great things. And, yeah. and it's good to see, yeah. but it's really difficult also to talk business owners around, uh, you know, it's, it's an extra cost. Um, and it's, 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 so it's difficult to talk them around if, if they've already got the option of buying a plastic straw or a cheap paper straw, they, they will do that uh, yeah. over doing something for the environment, something that's zero waste. Um, there's, you know, there, there is also a large percentage of businesses that will support it, but there's, yeah, there's an even larger larger uh, number of businesses won't support it. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's unfortunate, but that's where we are. And, and I think, you know, now that with what's been happening in the last 18 months in the world, I think a lot more people are becoming conscious. Yeah. Um, they're, they're a bit more concerned about what's going on around them, their environment around them, uh, what their children's future hold yeah. or what their grandchildren's future hold. Um, yeah, so everything's starting to change. And, and, and I think within the next five years, we'll see a lot, lot, lot more changes. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think for every, every business that does take it on, you know, it's just kind of, it's just kind of growing, isn't it? For this one and then next week, another one, then next week, another one. And, you know, it's just, it's just going to keep growing. It's not growing fast enough, but it is growing. When I go to, now, don't get me wrong, I, I don't go to the pub unless I'm doing a, a talk or something, you know, at, at a pub. And, yeah. and, and I, what I've noticed is that they um, are starting to ask. They're all asking now, do you want a straw? You, you know, so at yeah. least... And, and same with a lot of other places. And McDonald's is now, I've seen they've got, you know, cardboard straws, which, you know, as you say, they're pretty crappy, but it, at least some of those bigger places are starting to starting to take action. You know, it's, it's yeah. um, so, you know, and eventually they'll, I hope, eventually go to your straws. <laughs> I don't know what this big, <laughs> I'm just looking at this really big, big one. This It's so wide. That's, I just think, that's for bubble teas. Oh, is it for bubble? Oh, that's so yeah. good. I was thinking to myself, if I bloody took a swig with this great big buddy, thing, I'd, I'd, I'd be pissed in two minutes. <laughs> but that's a great idea because I had a bubble tea the other day and it had a had a paper straw and I couldn't get the bubble up and it was like it stuck on the end. And it was funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, that that's I, yeah. I just looked at it and thought, geez, I'd be pissed in two minutes if I started going for that big thing. I think this is this is absolutely wonderful. And um, so when you did the startup Gippsland program, uh, you know what 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 did you take away from it? What was the best thing you took away from that? I think the best thing I took away from that was the actual validation side of it, and you know how they how they they really. Was, I, I think it was over two weeks that they spent all this time on talking about validation of your product and. You know, and your MVP, your most viable product, I think it was. I can't remember what minimum viable standard product. Minimum viable product. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and I mean that was that was for me because I had the pasta straws that absolutely proved which direction I needed to go, and and which direction version two needed to be, um, and and the other thing that that you get from, from doing something like that. It, it, I mean, it's really fantastic to be amongst all those people with ideas. Yeah. And if, if you've got that entrepreneurial thing going, you, you, you can actually give them possibly ideas or they give you ideas mm -hmm. of what to do. And, um, and it, it's, it's just great. Everyone sort of pats themselves on the back and it's all pats each other on the back, I should say. And, um, yeah, it was a really fantastic experience, and I and I got so much support from uh, Basco Shire, you know, from yeah. from the mayor Brett Tassari, and 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 all right through the whole Shire, um, they, they've been fantastic, and they've helped me get a grant for uh, a marketing grant from uh, Latrobe Valley Authority, and yeah, yeah, so it, it's it's been a really really good experience. 
Yeah, that's fantastic. It's very true, isn't it? When you when you're entrepreneurial and you've got an idea, you you really do need to be around people who who share that same entrepreneurial enthusiasm because you know yeah, you, yeah. you can be around your mates or your family and that, and they're all like, oh yeah. Hey, good idea. Well, whatever you know, and that's that's I'm not criticizing that because that's their job. Their job is just to be your family, you know. And, and yeah. it's um, yeah. well, sort of. I reckon they should support, but anyway. But it's but when you got a when you got a room full of twenty people and everybody's just cheering you on, you know, that's that's a really special environment. And you know, Jim yeah. Rohn famously says, "You're the sum of." some of the five people you hang around with, you know, and if, you, if you're hanging around with 20 that are, you know, let's go, let's get yeah. this done. It's it's fantastic. And I also like what you said about the minimum viable product and, you know, you, you put out the pasta straws and the benefit of actually testing it, you know, with customers is that you could yeah. have spent 20, 30, 40,000, you know, investing in um, uh, making yeah. pasta straws and, and it, and lose the whole lot, you know. So yeah, it would have failed. So yeah, yeah. It was, um, no, it was really good. It was uh, it was a real eye opener for me, and 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 I really learnt straight from the word go. Basically, you know, okay, this is the wrong direction. Yeah, uh, I need to pivot here, and I need to go down the gluten free direction. And yeah, yeah, so it all changed from there, and and it's it's sort of gone in leaps and bounds since then. That's fantastic. Have you had any setbacks? Like, what sort of challenges have you faced? Because this happens to most people. You know, they get an idea, and it, and then they get put off at the start. Oh, I've got all this self doubt and imposter syndrome. Finally, they do start. You know, and then they get moving a bit, and then there's all that. I, I want to quit. You know, I give up. I, I've hit a roadblock. I hit a setback. What, what sort of things have you sort of encountered? Yeah. Well, I mean, getting them from Vietnam's been really, really difficult. Um, and I hired a sourcing company and I spent a lot of money on that, which really went sort of nowhere, um, which was a little bit of a problem. And, and that, that, was, that was a fairly large setback also. Yeah. Um, and then I, I sort of, uh, I, I went back to square one and, and, and found um, the guy in South Korea that, was, that actually invented them and started to deal with him. But it's it's all that's also been extremely difficult dealing with you know um, people from another country that speak another language that you know the English isn't their first language and yeah so getting all that together has been extremely difficult and then on this end um, introducing them to people people everybody loves them as soon as they see them they go fantastic as soon as you tell them the price they're they're roughly about five cents each. They don't want to know anything about it. Um, so yeah, so it, it gets a it gets a little bit difficult there, and and that's where you know I I like to say you know if you're operating a a pub or a business where you can give your customers the option of taking a straw or not, this is where you can save money on it, and and you can the ones that do have a straw can have a quality straw, um, and 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 remember you for it and talk about you for it, and it's you know it's Instagram. It's it's social media friendly. It's yeah, it's it's great for your brand. It's great for your business to be doing this. And yeah, so there is lots of points that I can point out to them. But yeah, I mean, uh, and understandably with the COVID situation and everything, uh, the hospitality industry is as has been one of the hardest hit. And uh, you know. So to think about straws right now for them is is not on their priority list. Mm. But in saying mm. that, also there's there's some of the bigger companies that are you know they've got a whole team working on their sustainability um, issues and everything like that in their hotel. Uh, you know they might have a group of hotels or whatever. So so they they've been really positive about it. So it's it's yeah it it's going to take time, but everything. Everything that's going to be successful takes time. Oh, absolutely! And and five cents—that's that's nothing. Like really, that's that's nothing. No. And 
And it's if you you look at you know you go to a pub and and I haven't I haven't bought a drink for that bloody long, but I believe you know Scotch and Coke or something's about eight bucks. I mean I I might be so so off the mark there, but um yeah. probably twelve by now. But yeah, you know probably twelve. Yeah. yeah, if you put a um if you put a five cents. You know, God, I don't even see that as a problem. And I think people... Yeah, there's, there's got to be room for a five-cent straw in there. It, there uh, has to be room for it. Like, that's that's yeah. nothing. That is absolutely nothing. Oh, wow. No, these need to be... No, they need to be pushed more. I mean, not from you. Yeah. You just, just... People just need to love these. I'm going to love these up. I'm going to promote them. I'm bloody hell. Don't you worry about that. And now I've got a sample. I'm going to make sure I do my Instagram picture tonight with the gin. And <laughs> 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 as soon as we finish, I'm doing the Instagram pic. Oh, this, this. <laughs> uh, no, I, I absolutely, I absolutely love this. And what are you, how are you funding it? Uh, I've bootstrapped the whole thing myself so far. And I'm running myself broke, of course, and so yeah, I need to need to get it together at some stage and, and get some money back in. But uh, it, it it will come, I believe it. Uh, and yeah, I've got great faith in 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 getting the turn someday. Um, but I mean, it's my my total focus at the moment is to just get people interested in drinking out of them, you know. And it's uh, yeah, so that's that's all I'm focusing on. Um, I haven't got a huge margin on them to make a lot of money out of it or anything. It's it's yeah, it's it's all been cut right back. So I can just get them out there and in front of people and and get them used by people. And and of course, once they're wasted, they're they're gone. Well, I think it's fantastic. And so I've got a question here. What's your what's your big dream for the only straw? But we kind of touched on that. But is there more? Uh, Have you got a well, you going to conquer the world? Oh, I'd love to. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, you'd love to conquer the world. Um, no, I, I, I just, I, yeah, I really just want it to be one of the mainstream straws in Australia at, at present. Yeah. yeah, if if I can get it into, you know, we we use approximately three point five billion straws a year in Australia. Wow, single use straws. Wow. Yeah, so that's that's roughly about ten million a day, and 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 I figure if I can get you know, just one percent of that market. That's uh, you know, thirty-five million straws. That's, that's a big mm-hmm. difference. Yeah. Um, and if I get more, if I can get even more of that market, it's even more fantastic. So, yeah. So my word, it's really we're all coming down for a party. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really something that I really want to push and, and really want it to get out there and and get yeah. people talking about it more than anything. Yeah. You sound like, you know, like you, when we talked before, you said when you were younger, you were always sort of looking for meaning and looking for purpose and all that sort of stuff. So, and, and a lot of people, when they do things that are environmentally friendly, they have a big why that sits behind it. You know, why? Because I care about my family, because I care about the environment. What's your big why? What are, what are your big? I think my biggest why, my biggest why is, is the planet and, and marine life, you know, um, I mean, we lived in places that were so fantastic to snorkel around. There was turtles all around you. Uh, there was a million different types of tropical fish and the coral was all beautiful colours and everything. And, you know, to see a plastic straw floating through there was just heart-wrenching. And, yeah, so it's really about the environment for me. But it's also about my kids and and my grandson. I've got a little grandson, Lenny, who's a year and a half old and, you know, I mean, he needs he needs to grow up in a world without all this going on. I think you know, it's it's it's, it's mm. time for us to to stop rubbishing it and and start looking after the planet a bit more. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, and and stop thinking about ourselves and start thinking about you know grandkids and future generations and even people that we're never going to meet in the future. Do you, you know that it come yeah. generations after where we've gone? Like it's 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 incredibly selfish to say I don't I don't give a shit long as I'm happy. Do you, you know like we have to we have to care about who's coming after yeah. us and it's the only way. I think more more people will get like that over time. So. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, well, the, you know, I was just talking on another podcast and, you know, the another interview and we're talking about Gen Y and Gen Z, you know, and they're, they're so big on give back and protesting about, you know, things not being right. I think that as they move through even more, there's going to be a lot more changes because they're going to demand yeah. changes, you know, they're going to demand change from the big, big corporations and that sort of stuff. So I, I think that's absolutely one. Yeah. It just just wonderful, just wonderful. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, it's it's really, I mean, the plastic industry is a massive, massive industry and, of course, they've had a hold over all this for quite a long time and, and yeah, and it's it's just time for a change, yeah. Yeah, it is. It, it absolutely is. It's a can't we can't keep sustaining it, and we've got all these island, floating islands of plastic, you know, all yeah. around the oceans and... It, it's no, it's got to change. So you know, thank bravo to you for you know being one of the people that, are, because not everybody can um, invent something you know that's actually going to make a difference. So um, kudos to you. I think it's bloody fan, bloody fantastic. So this podcast is uh, get off the bench and it's to, in, to inspire people to take action. What advice would you give to somebody? who has learnt about an issue that troubles them but feel they can't do anything to help solve it? Well, I think, yeah, it's just to take small steps and and, and change slowly. I mean, we personally in this house have changed so much in the last five years, I guess, um, mm. you know, towards plastic and, and towards everything and, you just need to make those small changes and and think about better ways to do things. And there's there's mm. businesses out there. There's there's ideas out there. Everybody's got ideas. Everybody comes up with ideas every day to to fix things, to do things better. Um, and you've you've just got to focus on it. I guess and 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 try and work out a way that you can you can turn that into a that idea into a product or a service and and make you know the the world a little bit greener at the same time and it's yeah. and it's, you know and as we talked about earlier you know it's really difficult to do while you've got a full-time job but but if you try and do it slowly step by step you know small baby steps into it and 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 get that mvp out there and 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 you know sort of validate your your product and and, and then start to take it full head on and and go for it i think yeah, I agree. And you know when we when we brought out the green bags, you know the supermarket bags, you know a lot of people were like, oh, why? Why that's a pain in the bum. I don't want to bring my own bag, and you know that'll never work. And why would I do that? And now you you very rarely see a plastic bag. Yeah. Well, you don't really because you can't get them, and every everyone just turns up with their green bags, and you know it's just yeah. no big deal. It's and, just and, normal everyday life now, you know. Yeah. Yeah. People resist change, you know, and it's, uh, but eventually, I guess it's putting something in front of people and then them, they have to have the time to process it. I mean, you're, you're the same, I'm the same, you know, every time something new is there, we have to, we have to process it, but we, um, I think the difference is, do we process it or do we just ignore it? Yeah. You know, I think if we're processing it, we start to think about alternatives. And People have got fantastic ideas, you know, and, and I mean, joining things like Startup Gippsland, you know, a startup program or incubator or something like that is is a fantastic way to slowly work your way into something and, and build something up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh well, this is bloody awesome. Now, where can people find you? Because I want them to go get your straws and you want them to go get your straws. And I'm sure people listening want to get your straws. So where can they find you? Uh, they can find me on theonlystraw.com.au and they can find me on Facebook, Instagram and uh, Twitter. And, of course, you can find me on LinkedIn under Glenn Dawson, Glenn with a double N, and, um, and The Only Straw on LinkedIn. So... Fantastic. Well, I hope people do go look look at them and you know start following you and start um and still start buying them. Actually, that would be the best thing and just start using them in your house. And if you're having Friday night drinks, you know, with your mates, and that depends on money lockdown <laughs> because who knows? Can from you can or you can't from week to week. But you know, if you if you're having a few friends around, you know, grab some for five cents. You know that that's 
going to cost you not even a dollar to have a damn good night, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> because you're not drinking 20 drinks, I'm sure, but who, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> but I, I reckon this is really, really brilliant. And I'm just, I, I love what you're doing so much. And I'm so appreciative of you spent coming and spending an hour with us. And, you know, you just, you really are a legend. And um, I wish I had found you a lot sooner because I, I think this is brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Oh, no, thanks, Karen. It's been really good to to have a chat to you tonight and have a drink with you. And I know. So give, give us a chin chin. <laughs> <It's> chin chin. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Mm. <laughs> so if anyone's watching and you're getting jealous, yes, we are sucking on gin and it's bloody fantastic. <laughs> 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 anyway, all right. Well, I'm so 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 thankful you you come on, and I I um look. Oh, thank you. It's been fantastic. I look forward to seeing your business absolutely boom because it's uh, so deserving. So, all right. Well, I I'll, I'll next time I'm down the Goodies, I'll call in for a drink. All right. All right, that'd be great. <laughs> Sounds fantastic. <laughs> all right, thanks, heaps. <laughs> all right, thank you, Karen. Thank you. See ya. Bye. Oh, guys, that is. Fantastic. I absolutely love what Glenn's doing. I can't stand the environment being ruined and I can't stand marine life being, you know, tortured by plastic and particularly plastic straws. So this is such a great alternative. And like you said, paper straws are a bit soggy. Steel store, you know, uh, reusable ones, I don't know if I want to drink out of one of them in a public place that hasn't been sanitised properly, but these are fantastic. And the fact that they break down in 90 days is just magnificent. Now I'm sitting here drinking my little gin out of, out of one and, and we've been talking for nearly an hour and my straw is not even, not even looking like it's going soggy. So I think these are absolutely brilliant. And for five cents, that's nothing to have these in your cupboard instead of plastic straws. So anyway, please go check him out, theonlystraw.com.au and also on Facebook, Insta, LinkedIn and Twitter. And on LinkedIn is Glenn Dawson. Glenn with a double N. So please go give him some love. Please go check out the straws. Try them out and start telling your friends about them because this is, we all need to get on board so we can save this planet. Anyway, I'm going down a rant, but geez, I love this stuff. So anyway, that's it for me. Thank you so much for joining me again and I will see you next week. See ya. Hey, thanks for joining me. It really does mean the world to me. Now, if you or somebody you know is doing amazing things, make sure you send me an email to info at getoffthebench.com.au. That's info at getoffthebench.com.au. Otherwise, head on over to my website at kerenvaughan.com and tinker around there a bit and send me a message. Okay, catch you next week.